hello you wonderful cutlets and show here from daily passenger responsible travel podcast before we start i would like to thank all the listeners who have subscribed to the podcast and have shared their suggestions sudha told me to stop saying yeah in the middle of a conversation uh to which i had to explain that this is a technique that i have been using to continue chats with clients and show that i am interested in talking to them now that i am actually interested in these conversations i have been repeating it involuntarily also i would like to mention that going by the numbers of listens per episode per day i am glad that you guys are liking the podcast so far despite the quality of the voice at some places now at a lot of places i promise that i'll improve the quality of my content soon before we start i would like to remind that if you are a fan of such travel stories then make sure that you have subscribed to the podcast on how hopper spotify or google podcast to stay updated with future episodes and new guests our guests today are perfect as it is world environment day and they have done some really interesting work in field of responsible travel and awareness around them Our guests today are from Shillong, a beautiful place that has been attracting a lot of backpackers for a while. Momo and Amrit are a part of Green Ammo, an organization based in Shillong. They focus on sustainable living and zero waste lifestyle. They have a number of other uh, community members spread across India. Uh, am I right? That is correct. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's just that we're not based in Shillong. We are not based in any particular place at all. Ah, uh, cha cha. so we will get back to get get back to it in in, in a while uh, so they focus on uh, sustainable living zero waste lifestyle uh, so uh, without further ado uh, i'd like to introduce you to our, our guest momo and amrit hi welcome to the show thanks for taking out your hi. time guys hello hi thank you so much for inviting us it is always fun to sit down and have a discussion on the kind of work uh, done on either fronts so thank you so much for the platform Help us to reach more people and uh, spread our share our ideas, and uh, you know uh, help towards the development of a bigger community and network. Yeah, like we all are connected in this, so it makes uh, a lot of sense to like involve everyone in in any way possible. Uh, Momo and Amrit, please tell a little about Green Ammo and how did you guys uh, come up with it? Um, see, Green Ammo was always there, but not structured as Green Ammo. uh we've always been very active on the nature's front in an individual way uh i am basically a scholar of uh, sociology and amit is a scholar of zoology so we always like to incorporate each other's discipline so i was and i still am into ethnographic research so traveling was always a big part of my life and whenever we went for travels we made it a point that we talk to people a lot about nature a little about environment do cleanups uh, do small things here and there and uh, I think it was in Himachal, right? Yes, it yeah. was Himachal. Yeah, it was Himachal that we sat down and we saw people going up and down the trek, and uh, it was a little, it was a little messy to be honest. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. that's when I decided that uh, something needs to be done. Uh, we need to connect more uh, with like-minded people, and we need to give them the ideas that we have in our heads, and we need to learn a lot from them as well. So that is when uh, the whole movement of Green Amo started. Mm-hmm. and yeah we were fortunate enough to have people who have 
similar thoughts, similar thought patterns. So our projects are running simultaneously in various places where our members are established. And as far as Amit and I are concerned, we change our location every four months. We travel oh. from one place to the other. And we except try to, now except now, except the lockdown, uh, we are stuck. Otherwise, we travel every three to four months in one place. And within that time frame, we uh, develop uh, sustainable systems. We teach the community the value of waste. We also teach the community the hazardous reaction to uh, throwing or burning. Most of the places where we stay, there is no proper municipality system anyway. So they end up dump, dumping or burning their waste. So yeah, yeah we just teach them uh, what benefits they can reap out of it. And once you show people a, you know, a profit motive that can be uh, an establishment for the community or that can be in the form of small little tiny amount of money for selling the merchandises that they can make out of waste, they get interested. And yeah, I, every four months we get a new home, we get a new family. So where, where are you guys right now? Right now we are in Shillong, in Meghalaya. Uh, we completed uh, just earlier this year, uh, we completed a project in uh, East Jayantia Hills. Uh, yeah. We actually helped the uh, village of Mutong and uh, the adjoining villages to start uh, something completely a new, uh, uh, you know, initiative called the Plastic Fest Plus, uh, Festival. Okay, uh, this the last festival that they uh, that was uh, held uh, was used to trap almost or make almost sixty six thousand bottle bricks. Uh, that oh. is. Probably, yeah, 66,000 bottle bricks, uh, which is equivalent to removing uh, almost more than a ton of plastic from the environment. And uh, there is also a plan of uh, holding uh, or, or having the same festival next year where uh, the bottle bricks will be used to make a museum, an eco-museum, made completely of bottle bricks. The first of its kind, probably in the entire eastern region, northeastern region of India, or maybe the entire India itself. So basically it was a small competition and there was prize money and people were excited that just by stuffing plastic into bottles, we can win something or the other. And uh, villages, way better than the cities, they <laughs> love to change it really fast. Absolutely, absolutely. So, uh, and then we thought, uh, my folks are from Shillong, I'm originally from this place. So I thought before leaving towards Assam, we wanted to work with Akshar Foundation. <laughs> before leaving for Assam, we thought that, okay, let's just spend time with family for about a one you know about a week or two because we are never in and around family and then we got stuck ah, and then the virus same. happened same same this family thing has happened with me as well <laughs> <laughs> so you know once a while when you work in the adjoining area might as well give them, give them some time they, they they are amazing folks we are what we are a lot of yeah, 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 because yeah, i don't yeah. think we have any pressure from family at all yeah. never had any yeah, uh, yeah. both of us so wanted to spend some time with mom and it's nature's way of saying you, you stay back for a while, people. You go yeah. through way too much. So, uh, responsible travel, I have been told uh, since the time I have started the podcast, three episodes and uh, uh, on. So, I was told by a couple of listeners that I am focusing on zero waste when my podcast is about responsible travel. So, they sound like two different things, but they are connected in uh, connected with each other in, uh, uh, in some ways, right? Some ways, it's 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 in all ways. It's and in every can, way possible. You can visualize these two concepts being Siamese twins joined at the hip. Yes. <laughs> so, uh, very similar ideas and uh, each uh, is basically sustaining, uh, uh, you know, give sustenance to the other. Because uh, zero waste means uh, another part of zero waste is to be environmentally friendly or uh, conscious about uh, what you're consuming and what you're wasting. Uh, optimizing resources uh, being another part of it. 
and mindful traveling is an inclusive factor which includes uh, you know how you can mitigate the, the generation of waste how you can be more mindful towards environment respectful towards environment and as a, at the same time uh, you know you can be more uh, sustainable and open minded towards it yeah as we travel our waste travels along with us right we don't yeah. it's not like we keep it in the cupboard it's not like you know it's only when i'm in residence i just consume plastic but once i'm out no bro we don't do it at all like that we still consume plastic then so as we travel our mindfulness towards um, being sustainable in nature needs to travel with us it is an integral part especially when when we are traveling in um, areas which are very vulnerable in terms of biodiversity and ecosystem yes, yes, yes. infrastructure yeah it doesn't have proper infrastructure you talk about trekking i've been trekking for years now and we we go to places where there is no road accessibility right you just have maybe mm. mules and human beings yes so if you are not considerate when you travel out there what you're directly doing is forcing the natives out there to burn or dump because the one of the major earning sources out there are the small tiny homestays or the small tents and camping grounds that they have so they will not be just storing the waste there for eons because people will not be staying there any anyway that that's where we hypocrites right we love staying in a clean environment but we don't like cleaning it every now and then we leave we leave carbon footprints behind we don't want greener footprints so they are they are forced to they forced to dump or burn that waste they have no other option yes. uh, we all have some of the other kind of job and we know what it means to uphold the dignity of our job that is their job they need to keep it clean so unless you come up with a mechanism that they can deal with their own waste 100% at least while traveling we need to be considerate that let's not get them also indulged in this horrendous activity of adding to the pollutants for yeah. them it becomes uh, an ardent necessity for us it is just a habit now yeah it's like uh, it's not very difficult to carry a water bottle uh, you know instead of buying a bislery or uh, you know any other mineral water yeah. uh, it's good to have, carry uh, a bottle and a cup along with you yeah. uh, the same time it might be feel like you know, it might be necessary for some people to feel like you know a, a packet of maggi or something uh, might be important for them uh, to eat while they're traveling uh, even in that case like if they if the person has a packet of maggi then it it is much more feasible for the person to carry it in their bag and then uh, you know uh, discard it at a place where uh, you know the waste can be discarded uh, within the uh, locations where uh, infrastructure is present for the removal of waste yes instead of throwing it beside the mountains or the rivers uh, it can be done in a more meaningful way and the best approach in our opinion yeah. is that you can use that to make bottle bricks Dude, yeah. one bottle consumes around 500 grams of plastic. So whatever chips, chocolate, biscuit, maggi, whatever you have, just keep stuffing the paper. It weighs nothing. It weighs yeah. lesser than uh, a quick dry T-shirt that you would be carrying. So yeah. just keep stuffing it out there, and then you come down to the city. We have uh, people everywhere who collect those bottles. There are lots of other people who collect those bottles as well. Even if you don't have anybody, let me give you this scenario. You're sitting in the room. and i have just scattered 600 grams of plastic all around the room would you mm. like that room better or would you like a room where you're sitting and then there is a tiny bottle right at the corner of the room where even that consumes 600 grams of plastic imagine yeah. the amount of the size of landfill that you will be reducing even if you do not do anything with these bottles even if you just let them be imagine the reduction of the size of the landfill because landfill is not 
a solution it's a bigger problem yeah yeah it's just a bigger problem we are legitimizing this problem every day the mountains being created out of it it spoils the land it spoils the fertility of the soil it spoils the groundwater level leave aside the air pollution plus human health and plus human health and plus we have this horrendous habit of putting all the uh, kitchen waste that we have inside the plastic, polythene plastic, and then giving it to the municipality. So the process of segregation gets completely destroyed. Uh, now wet waste and dry waste is together. But if you just, just in every, every time you travel, Take, you don't even need to buy a mineral water bottle. You'll find, find them lying around here and there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even, out, even the places that are not accessible. Exactly. <laughs> Even where humans don't get to stay all the time, plastic gets to stay because it flies. Yeah. It just flies with us. <laughs> and uh, it's funny that we purchase a mineral water bottle worth rupees 200 where it is written Himalayan water. And we go up to the Himalayas for trekking along with that water where you have <laughs> water directly coming from Himalayas. Yeah. It is just funny. So and yes, mindful traveling very important. For the women, I keep saying, please switch to menstrual cups. Because the sanitary pads that you carry, it gets burnt out there. And that's a combination of blood, nowadays perfume, and a plastic wrapper that we are so comfortable on putting for uh, now on light, on, all night long. Seven hours of plastic on the most sensitive, sensitive part of our body. Uh, we carry those in the hills when you trek. And we have to leave them because we cannot roam about with those. Or you can have the Ziploc pouches. Either way, it ends up getting burnt, dumped, or incinerated, or it just lies in the landfill. Switch to menstrual cups. 12 years, same cup. What the cost is, INR 6 to 700. By the time you will reach 12 years of your period, you'll almost save 1 lakh 20,000. Buy a nano. It's even economic. Leave aside the uh, health benefits and the environment benefits. You don't need to have coffee mugs, uh, you know, buy those paper mugs every time, or just even use those paper mugs when you go and uh, either get coffee wherever you're traveling or even go to the small chaiwala tapris, those small tiny shacks where you drink tea. Just take out your steel mug. It doesn't weigh too much. And and responsible travel and uh, zero waste travel is like way cheaper than uh, like uh, if you buy plastic bottles and all. And we are all like poor travelers. <laughs> and let us take, take this logically even in terms of traveling. No one likes to go to a dirty place. Yeah. You don't ever pack your bag People like Amit and I do, we don't, uh, like, in generally, people don't pack their bags saying, bro, let's go to a super dirty place where it is filled <laughs> with plastic and it's men. No one does that. So if you want the places to be clean, if you want to keep going there again and again, just do it for your own sake. Yeah. Logic, just do it for your own sake. Don't do it for anybody. You like traveling. Uh, travelers love traveling. They, uh, if they really get hooked onto a place, they want to go there again and again. Yeah. So just let's keep, keep it pretty, just for your own nice holiday sake. Sustainability has been a jargon that travel industry has been using a lot since last two, three years. Uh, do you think that this idea is actually achieved or is it still just a marketing technique? I think sustainability is, uh, it's, it's a goal, uh, which is like, you know, it's, it's a process. Uh, it is not an end point in itself, but a process by which uh, through uh, incremental means we can achieve more uh, or, or a better balance between environment and humans, social, economic, and the, basically the three pillars of sustainability, social sustainability, economic sustainability, and environmental sustainability. A balance between these three factors needs to be achieved. And uh, there's also this uh, sustainable goals, SDGs, which has been proposed by the United Nations. And they 
show how through various approaches these three forms of sustainability can be achieved so i believe it's just a continuous process where organizations individuals governments should work towards and achieve uh, sustainability in uh, macro and micro environments sagarangi agencies nowadays have this huge motto called zero tracks eco tracks and they are trying from their end but the point that i always pick up is do you ever have a travel agent uh, you know whenever you're traveling do you have a travel agency telling you this is how you need to breathe no we just know it it's natural yeah. mm-hmm. sustainability needs to be a habit it cannot be an agenda it cannot be a policy it needs to be a habit it needs to be something like i cannot stop breathing because it is necessary for my life in the same manner i do not get to throw anything anywhere is because it is a very land from which i get my resources the only way travel agencies can help by actually making this uh, mandatory i can give you an example uh, when we talk about india heights i was associated with this organization for a while and we had they have something called green trails so wherever they do trekking they also have a small plot of volunteers Mm-hmm. who actually make it a point that these treks are kept clean and green they generate sustainable systems out there the trekkers have it's mandatory for the trekkers the trekkers they cannot buy any packaged food it has to be non packaged if by any chance they do they need to bring those things back they have to carry yeah, their yeah. own different boxes they have to carry their own water bottles they have a brief session before that and we also do cleanups when yeah, they go up i am i am also being with yeah so see you know you know but the thing is this is something that ih is doing even tth tries it they are doing it but if you have one one such tracker who just quietly has a small chocolate and just throws the wrapper off that's it gone your agenda is gone yeah we need to have responsible travelers to have responsible traveling agencies at yeah. the end of the day they are profit making companies who are trying to do something good but they cannot forego customers saying that i've seen you throw one wrapper so now i'm not going to let you go to the trek ahead it doesn't work that way let's be practical about it but you yeah. we need to have mindful travelers who are going to one place to the uh, you know one place to the other that is why you cannot have only one or two agencies trying to imbibe this this needs to be travel industry motto yeah. because then people will have no other option but whatever travel agency they choose they have to incorporate those those habits and probably those habits will stay for their entire lifestyle it should not be a foreign idea but almost like a second nature for people to not throw uh, garbage when they are traveling uh, to the mountains or valleys or the rivers or the oceans it should be uh, a given idea that when you throw plastic it stays in the environment it creates pollution it, it uh, creates a huge amount of havoc for the flora and fauna of the tree so i've seen like you know how people are just going to uh we have been traveling through rotang pass for example and uh, a, a, a senior person like a sitting beside the window just had a chocolate and just tossed the wrapper outside before we could stop the person from doing it split second gone outside yeah. so yeah. it becomes like a behavior uh, entrenched behavior among people to do this mm-hmm. so that thing needs to stop i think travel agencies also need to corporate uh, you know uh, collaborate with the local uh, vehicles and make it compulsory that every vehicle should have at least one bottle or a bag so that yeah, yeah. people can see that there is an option to not put it inside their bags but maybe put it in a bottle which is you know just tied in the vehicles we have done that and we have done that in ramam if you uh, the sandakpur trek 
every every vehicle out there has a bottle every vehicle has a bottle and you have to put the wrappers in the bottle it is just that if if you can incorporate you know travel agencies their motto with the uh, small vehicles and maybe give them a little remuneration for dropping all the bottles down at one single point and these bottles can be used for the construction within uh, those particular areas itself it works it's a win win situation for everybody uh, you guys mentioned about eco bricks so would you like to uh, like emphasize upon uh, how how it works and how, what 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 all you are doing with it well uh, eco bricks is basically the idea of uh, making empty bottles plastic bottles and dead plastic most importantly like chips packets or any other wrappers into a resource now uh, the biggest problem uh, with these things is that the dead plastic like uh, the chips packets or anything these are multi layered it has plastic and a metal coating like aluminum uh, with it which makes the product very sturdy and very useful for uh, storing food materials uh, but at the same time is makes it a huge problem uh, because it reduces the recycling value of the of those plastic mm -hmm. so the idea is to convert that dead plastic into resource by stuffing those plastic into plastic bottles uh, which also uh, it either goes to waste uh, to the landfills or for recycling so we stuff them very tightly and uh, make them into bricks basically these are equivalent to uh, uh, the clay bricks uh, and these are more environmentally resilient also uh, you know it does not react to environment air uh water or anything it, it does not uh, get degraded with that and uh this bricks can be used for outdoor constructions like uh toilets i mean non residential constructions specifically yeah. toilets or seating uh, places or anything like that libraries museums compounds walls uh, a, anything, yes. a, a school canteen where they just sell dry food but not cook anything it needs to be away from fire because uh. we don't want to have any hazards related to it So right. we've done multi, we've done quite a number of things. We've made furniture. Yes, I was about to get there. We've done we we we've, we've worked with Vintage Hub. It's a restaurant in Northeastern Hill University in uh, Meghalaya, Shillong. And this uh, the the owners of this restaurant are super environment friendly. So they saw our projects and they invited us over. They wanted to make an entire furniture set. So we made the whole furniture set using the bottle bricks uh, that were made in Mutong by the young children out there, and uh, discarded tires. We made an entire furniture set, three kinds of sofas, three kinds of tables. We also made made table lamps. So it's a whole uh, small decor we made using that. In Mutong, the eco museum is in place. Uh, in Nepal, we have uh, a small construction done with discarded glass bottles. Uh, they made an entire kitchen uh, oven using those. They're also soon going to start making toilets. uh multiple toilets which are uh, in bejanbari district as well so yeah we we've, we've been doing construction uh when it comes to the villages it is easier that way because they all look for one or the other cheaper raw material for their infrastructure development so it works there is always a problem of sanitation uh, i've been working with women health for some time now and open defecation is an issue so on one hand you can deal with uh, women empowerment proper sanitation and on the other hand you can just these use these bottle bricks to make those very toilets that are needed so it it solves two problems at one go lots of toilets are being made uh, uh, meghalaya and and bottle brick is not just the only thing there are lots of other solution but the good part about bottle brick is anybody can make it what do you need an empty bottle you find everywhere just a stick get it from anywhere you want to plastic lying around and you can collect this in two manners you can go for cleanups 
And instead of doing a regular cleanup where you collect everything, put it in, inside a garbage bag and then send the garbage bag to the landfill and you have a very nice uh, plot or a beach or whatever, you can do that sort of a cleaning. Or you can do another sort of a cleaning where you have a bottle and you have a sack. Everything else goes to the sack, but the plastics go inside the bottle. So simultaneously, you're making bottle breaks. Another way is just keep a bottle inside the house. Tap it in the bud. Collect it from the household residence. Don't let it go outside itself. And those very bottle breaks, send it to the centers who are using it. Even if they are not using it, when you send it to the municipality, you're already sending segregated bills. It works. Win-win situation for everybody. Yeah, that's a very nice thing. Like very creative, very uh, useful. Uh, because I am also I have also worked with a couple of agencies that uh, for their cleanups and all. But we never uh, this, this never crossed our mind that we can do this. So maybe I like to collaborate with you guys sometime in future when this all this ends. Perfect, perfect. The more the merrier. The more yeah. the merrier. Two people, not enough. Not enough. I'm telling you, bro, not enough. <laughs> Sometimes we just clean the only place, the one place we started again and again and again. And after 10 days, we are like, Nothing it looks the same, but we already have around 50 to 60 bottle bricks. Where is this coming from? It keeps popping up. So the more the merrier. And this needs to be spread out. Yeah. like wildfire but one thing we always make specific is bottle break does not give anyone the authority to use more plastic than necessary yeah, it starts yeah, yeah. with production it yeah. really starts with reuse and then it starts with recycling it mm. is just a curative measure for the harm that we've already caused for the plastic which is already out there in the environment and for those that we have to have to consume try to reduce as much as you can but what you cannot please at least make it a point to recycle we right. keep saying this just make it a point that I think is, is, is a part of that mindfulness. Uh, what would you suggest to our travelers who will who will restart traveling post this COVID phase when lockdown ends and the states are open their doors for tourists and all? So right now everyone is saying nature is healing, nature is healing. So uh, eventually people will start uh, traveling again. So what would you like to suggest? Uh, few things. One, uh, please make changes in your own lifestyle. Carry your own bottle. Uh, carry your own menstrual cup for the woman, carry your own steel cup, carry your own cutleries. Uh, it doesn't weigh much. Please, please, please do it. Make it a point that when you are up on the hills, please use eco-friendly products when it comes to skin uh, care because if you're using chemicals that directly goes down to the rivers and those rivers, oh, microplastics. yes, microplastic in the form of microplastics, it goes down to the water and those water uh, contaminate everything uh, surrounding which the lifestyle of the natives out there uh, profoundly stands so use eco-friendly products um, and uh, yeah bamboo toothbrush please switch to bamboo toothbrush i beg you to use bamboo toothbrushes because toothbrushes are a huge menace uh, apart from that nature is healing everyone is happy that let's make it a point that uh, nature does not have to heal again yeah. you heal when you're wounded yeah. You heal when you're wounded and we have wounded nature and we do not have the right to do that. We need the planet a lot more than the planet needs us. The uh, planet has seen far worse than human beings. It has, it will survive, but we won't. And the sad part is maybe we will, but the generation that is about to come, these small little young children who are going to be avid travelers tomorrow, this is not the history that you want to leave for them. And we will be carrying more gloves and masks now. Please do not dispose them anywhere and everywhere. We do not want to spread this disease further. And the one-time use masks are also not degradable. So carry masks that you can reuse again, keeping your health benefits in understanding, of course. 
and if you are carrying medicine please do not throw the medicine wrappers here and there medical waste is an issue so these are certain tiny changes that we want you to make and one thing the next time you travel and you see an empty bottle please pick up the bottle and change that into a bottle break wherever you are our facebook page is green ammo g capital a capital just leave us a text if you do not know where to dispose it we will make it to the point that somewhere down the line we give you a collection center that is within your hands distance and you can drop these bottle breaks and as you walk let's clean let's clean and walk this was a, a really interesting session with uh, amrit and momo we got to know about a different side of sustainability and recycling uh, i would love to i would love to i would love personally like couple uh, have to collaborate with them some day in future when this uh, Ends and we are able to step back, step out of our problems. Thank you, Momo and Aurit. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. Thank you so much for inviting us on the platform and uh, taking our voice a little further ahead. Anyone who wants to know anything, our page is there. You can always contact us, and we would be absolutely honored, my brother, to be in collaboration whenever we can travel again. Yeah. So thank you, you so much for the opportunity. You. you can connect with them on Instagram at. Uh, at uh, green underscore ammo, or you can connect to us on our Facebook page, which is G capital A capital no space G green ammo. Yeah, and uh, uh, make sure that you have subscribed to Daily Passenger on Spotify or Hubbub or on Google Podcast to stay updated with more sessions like this from more such bright minds who have been making change in the ecosystem and the mentality of this uh, society.